level up your hunting game and join the cause. Help preserve small town Texas hunting culture and become a more successful hunter by learning the best ways to squeeze the most out of your budget and precious time out in the field. Welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Here are your resident bandits, Richard Kinchlow and Jimmy Byrne. Whoa. First time I heard wow. that, it talked. Yeah, and I had to approve it. I never heard it say say recording in progress. Yeah, I'm actually really stunned that it was like so 1970s. It sounds like the 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 one of the recordings from you know, that Mather Broderick movie, uh, War Games. It's been <laughs> very smooth of all time, by the way. A G-mote. Oh, it is. Great game. Or great, great movie. Recording in progress. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready to do this? Right. All right, howdy, folks. Welcome back to the Feed Bandit podcast. Jimmy here, joined by old Corn Bandit. How's it going, Corn Bandit? Well, doing fine, sir. And uh, yeah, yes, sir, doing fine. We are sitting here in July. July. And, yeah, almost in July, and the weather could not be better. Golly, I mean, this is this has been something really, really cool. I uh, all the summers I've been alive, I, I don't think I've experienced. Any, well, like two thousand, what two thousand five, two thousand fifteen. Well, I'll tell you what I, I tell you what it was. You, you, two twenty seventeen. And here's how I here's how I remember this. All right. That was when Jeb was born, my son. Right. Yep. He was born on June seventeenth, and let's see, about a week later. This is when we we're at the house in the Farmer's Branch. Gotcha. And about a week later, we had him sitting in his bouncer outside with us, and we were having a fire in the backyard. Right. <laughs> you know, wow. Don't usually do that in June. Wow. In Texas, right, yeah. or Dallas, and everything, and uh, yeah, we had him in the bouncer, and I brought out the, the big this big shop fan from the garage, right? Kind of like <laughs> angled it to where it'd blow the the smoke away, so <laughs> the fire. Well, fire I actually, didn't get over. I remember that. <laughs> I actually think I remember you telling me that because I'm like a fire. And I thought, well, God, were you in Wyoming or something like that? I mean, that yeah. that is that is crazy. So it was, it was you know, kind of like this, like it is on this day that we're recording this uh, this podcast. Absolutely, not, not bad, you know, not no. bad at all. Now, granted, it was probably warmer than we, you know, we normally would want to do a fire. However, you know, when it's probably when it's been really damn hot, and all of a sudden it goes to like eighty or a little above, it's like, oh, it's fire weather. <laughs> You know, right. You're, right. You're, oh yeah. Cold front. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Well, I saw some deal on YouTube today. There's some some weather guy posts like you know he just sits there all day and and posts something. He said in the in the the little um, oh picture thing on the video thing said something to the effect of you know Arctic blast. And I, I actually started <laughs> thinking to myself, God, you know, if it's if it truly is some sort of a major front like that. Uh, yeah, you could be looking at a scenario where you know are, are the blue wing teal gonna maybe pick up early? I mean that that would be that would be incredible. That would be very interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I've seen blue wing teal at the Rancho Bandito uh, as early as mid August. So, uh, that well, you know what these Arctic blasts portend, you know? Yeah, global warming, of course. Oh no, of course, absolutely. <laughs> 
Because no matter, no matter whether it's really hot yes. or unusually cool, right? Always because of global warming. So of course, you know. of course. Of course. <laughs> It was that uh, if, if, if it's really getting so hot, why was it so damn cold last winter? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Learn to eat rocks, people. <laughs> <laughs> I, that is one of the best. Uh, one, one of the, the YouTube videos that stands up to the, uh, the test of time. That's oh, right. yeah. To- especially now, right? Oh, God, God. Big time. Big time. Well, we got a little uh, a little treat here tonight, uh, you know, yes. for the for the folks that are that have been sitting at the edge of their seat since our last pod our last podcast. Sorry, uh, we teased the results of a little uh, little experiment, if you will, um, that you've titled "Battle of the Deer Protein Brands." Yes, Double Down versus West Feeds. We'll Sorry. call it Round Two. Round right. Bite. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it, it just, you know, we had, we had such a good time doing the, the last one we did. And I think that was 2019 because we didn't do it last year because of the, the contra contra virus. Uh, or did we do it? No, we didn't do it last year. No. We yeah. Didn't. You did. Uh, well, you did, did part, well, part one, right? Oh, I mean, okay. I thought yeah. The, the part one that you talk about. Idiot. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry about that. The first part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we, yeah, we did the, the first one last year. Yeah, you're right. And uh, it was th- really the objective behind this. And in, in my opinion was it very, very simple, very, very simple. And then I think the goal was to say, okay, you know, what do the animals prefer? You know, the, the white tailed deer, which protein, which back then, you know, which protein do they like the black buck antelope? The axis deer, you know, and back then we were testing uh, double down because uh, obviously they're they're still the you know the the new upstart and the the protein the protein market. Of course, they've they're tremendous now. I'd say they're definitely one of the top brands, if not the top brand, uh, as far as you know, you know desirability. People are really going after it. We have West Feeds, it's our friends off of I thirty five in West Texas, not the uh, geographical location, the actual town. And uh, we had the, uh, you know, the Perrine Antler Max. Uh, so that was definitely a, 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 a fun test. And it was really interesting to see uh, what they liked and, you know, what they didn't like. Or not what they didn't like, but what they ate first, rather. Yeah. And, then, you know, I mean, you say you want to find out what they, what they like. Yeah. It's also an economic reason, right? Because if you can find out what's, what they like more, right. you're not going to waste your time spending money on what they don't like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting to to see, you know, to find out. There's so many factors that go into it, you know. But uh, I like I like the feed bandit, uh, you know, the the trough idea and how you kind of modified that to the new new idea. Uh, I guess what might be good is to maybe give just a quick overview of how round one was tested right maybe what happened but then and and then why right you did what you did for round two you know right yeah no that's that's good yeah round one we did in just a basic trough you know again we we made as jimmy said we made a, a big rectangle i actually made it uh which let me tell you that that's something else because my my carpentry skills they they ain't up to par with jesus you know he was a carpenter and uh, and yeah my it wasn't very good in fact the first one that I made, 
or the, the first version I made, one of our very, very dear friends who is very skilled with a hammer and saw and screwdrivers and all that kind of stuff. He uh, he said, what are you feeding now? They're giraffes. <laughs> the thing was like it, it was it was like six foot tall. And I'm thinking, God, how how did I screw this up? <laughs> uh, yeah. So after I cut the legs down, you know, and then I put it out there and I put it in the back of my truck. I'm loading it by myself. But this thing's going to fall apart before I get there. <laughs> so thankfully, another one of our very skilled friends ended up putting these little triangle wedge things to support the legs anyway so we finally got our launch <laughs> and uh it, it was a lot of fun you know, we, we put in three different places and again we were just simply testing you know what was the desired protein by those animals so the first spot we went to oh and and and, and something we got to mention is that uh you know we, we talk about this kind of in the first piece is that Purina Antler Max uh, had been fed on that pasture before. Now, it, it had been some time since we had fed that. We, we moved to a different blend on, the, um, on that pasture at, at Rancho Bandito. But, in fact, I think it had been upwards of two years. Uh, and so I, that's why you know, we put that out there because we just wanted to make sure everybody knew. Um, and and, and sure, sure enough, at the first location – you know, both the white tail, the axis, and the black buck just devoured. I mean, just destroyed the um, the Purian Antler Max. In fact, I don't think it was. I, I think it was a couple of days, and it was gone. Um, the, the the second the second feed that that came in, I guess the, the one that came in second will be West Feeds. They they plowed through that, uh, and then they would have they would have destroyed the double down as well had it not. Uh, poured rain like three days in a row and then that got that searing miserable heat and uh, basically turned the rest of the double down into a gigantic maggot infested brownie uh, so that was that was the first that was the first test uh, we moved it to a different part of, of the ranch um, one that was uh, kind of one of our outlying pastures a lot of lot of visitation by deer though we thought it was going to be a great spot and it was just wrong species uh, night one it was pummeled by the hogs they destroyed it the coons got in there too and uh, boy it was it was miserable and I, but funny enough the the coons were up there and they just ate themselves stupid for two solid weeks uh, they worked it. The pigs worked on it as well. And uh, I swore on that day, checking those cards. So last summer, I guess, that I said, you know what? I'm coming back there at trapping season. I'm going to trap all of those damn coons because they're just, they're making a living there. And, and of course, you go to our video uh, that, that what we just posted a couple of days ago. And, and sure as hell, I, I ended up going there and catching five coons. So we haven't had any on that protein fear ever since then. But, video it's uh we embedded that in this blog so yes so we did yes thank you yes that, that's right and so yeah we we did that and then the third place we went back on to kind of the same pasture that we we did the first test um and uh, this was i guess at this point it was it was late july and i um i i i, I was really kind of thinking that we would get some really, really good results, but it was, it was terrible. I mean, nothing touched it. Now we did, we had had that rain and we got a little right more rain before, but they just never touched it. So that was it. So, you know, again, the first spot started off real hot. I was excited about it. 
all right, it was fun. You know, we got some really, really cool pictures, as you'll see, and you can go back and look at the first one too. But uh, it was disappointing, um, really, kind of for the for the you know the, the remainder of the test. So, you know, I I really gave it some thought during the season and said to myself, God, you know, I want to do this again, but how how can I do it to where you know, the hogs aren't so bad. The coons aren't so bad. The weather isn't so bad. Um, and that's when the idea kind of dawned on me. Okay, well, God, what, what if I just put these in some protein feeders? You know, I'll, I'll find some of the protein feeders that, that we've got laying around that we're not using. Okay, and all both of them are like 300, 300 pound capacity, something of that nature. I'll use those. And uh, we will we will give it a test and, and, and we'll see what happens. And then it just... Really, from there, it it, it kind of morphed into to several different things. I said to myself, "Well, God, you know, if I'm going to be testing, you know, brands of protein, I, I limited it to two this time. So the the second test was just West Feeds versus Double Down, and it was like do it on on kind of two smaller companies instead of Purina, right? Yes, I mean, yes, yeah. I, that, yeah, absolutely. And and ironically enough, both are, are Texas based companies, which mm-hmm. of course is is what we love to support. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you for pointing that out. I, I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. So, uh, you know, again, I said, okay, all right. Well, again, the, the initial, what we're trying to find out here is, okay, again, you know, what are the deer like, but it's in a little bit more of a controlled, you know, setting where the environment hopefully won't be so bad. You know, I'll try to do a little earlier in the year, you know, so we can kind of catch them, you know, uh, maybe in the, you know, in the spring and into the early summer, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. And then, uh, you know, it, as I was preparing to go out there and when I, we had, we'd bought the protein, we had about to set up the feeders on one location. I said to myself, man, wait a minute, you know, we can really expand this thing to, to not only be able to tell people, okay, guys, you know, it seems like the deer preferred X brand, but but what if we what if we conducted this test on a pasture that had never been fed deer protein? Uh, and then we'll we'll take it a step further. You know what what if you know we'll use feeders that are you know that that everybody can buy. Okay, you know meaning they're they're not the thousand pound uh, you know super high density steel feeders. Okay, so we'll mm-hmm. just use regular feeders that that you know cost a couple of hundred bucks. Uh, and so then it really became kind of a, a multifaceted mission here of, of trying to, you know, trying to, to figure out, you know, not only what, what brand of protein that they seem to prefer, but, you know, how, you know, when were they going to hit it? You know, how long would it take them to get in there to actually feed? Um, and, and then, you know, because again, they have had no experience to, it. you know, would they be able to eat out of the protein feeder? Would they prefer it? I mean, we all know that they will, but, you know, I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know how long it's going to take. And I think a lot of people have asked those questions. You know, they'll go out there and they'll set up their protein fears and then they'll come back, you know, two weeks later and they'll say, oh, dude, they're not they're not hitting my protein feeder. Why? What, what's going on? What's wrong? Is there something wrong with the protein? So, again, this this, you know, what what I guess what I intended to be just a very simple study uh, really morphed into this big, really kind of this big multifaceted science experiment that's uh, um, that's been really cool. Oh, awesome. Let's set it up then. Okay, so you mentioned kind of standard feeders instead of the, yep. the super expensive, like uh, right. gold-plated feeders that right. can be out there at the same time. <laughs> right. 
these are <clears throat> like a one is a standard what fifty five gallon drum yep. barrel feeder. Yep, yep. It, it, it was a yeah, like you say, it was a fifty five gallon drum feeder. Uh, had a uh, uh, had a, a, a and you could see it in the pictures, of course. Had a, a drop down feed tube with you know three or four ports on it. Um, it was it was pretty rinkety, you know. It, it was something that you know. Um, it was something that we had kind of put together uh, quite some time ago. Uh, so we had to kind of seal it up. But again, I, I think using that feeder was a good test for, you know, the regular Joe who, again, who can't get out there and afford this, the, like you said, this gold plated feeder. So that was the, the first one that we did. And we put the double down in that one. The other feeder that we used was a, a feeder that my, my, our, our good friend loaned to us. It was a boss bucket feeder. And I think that one, the capacity on that one was probably 300 pounds as well. But again, super, super light feeder, really easy to move. You can, I was actually able to pick it up, not with feet in it, of course, but uh, in, in, in the boss bucket feeders are, are fairly inexpensive. So yeah, that's the, that was the feeder setup. And you set them up in such a way that uh, it wouldn't be like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to this one because it's the first one I come to, Right. you know, meaning like you look at a lane or something and you right. choose one over another. I mean, they're fairly, right. you know, close. They're not on top of each other, but they're close to where yes. it's easy to get to either one. Ab- ab- absolutely. Yeah. And, and so kind of the setup was, again, it was a pasture that had never been fed deer protein ever. Okay. Now we are, they had, they had been fed deer corn and they've been fed deer corn for about two years now, but never deer protein. Uh, and because there are hogs in the area, uh, we, and you can see it on the pictures, we actually used their, uh, their feeder pen. Uh, they've got a little four foot feeder pen and you, you can't see it, but they're in behind kind of where the camera is. There's a, there's a broken down uh, corn feeder that the hogs had had gotten to, I think, in, in December. So uh, we did have a, a corn feeder there, but again, hadn't been functioning since at least December. Uh, we started this test in uh, in March, uh, but so it, it and that barrel did have corn left in it. And you you say in here, would you you would have might have liked to have started it earlier, right? Yeah, but uh, oh, sure. a lot a lot went on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was it was kind of crazy. Um, I, I and you're exactly right. I really, 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 really wanted to get this thing kicked off in January because I, I want you know because again that's that's what, that's the time we always talk about. All right, you know, get your protein feeders going, folks. You know, is in January where the bucks are, you know, are, are worn out, the does are worn out from being chased. You know, it's cold, uh, so that's when I really wanted to get it started. But of course, as usual, doesn't happen. So uh, I think mid, early to mid-March is when we officially launched the initiative. March 28th or 18th? Oh, oh okay. 18th. So that would definitely not be mid-March. Well, March, no, it was March 18th, I guess. Oh, March 18th, okay. Assuming the, the date or the date is correct. Of course they are. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, of course they are. Well, you better put it out there actually before that, I guess, because you it was – Obviously, we you didn't put out all the pictures on the blog that you got there. Oh yeah, talk about how many pictures you got. Oh my this. god, <laughs> we we got we got close to 
Let's see. We 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 you know again March eighteenth through you know the the uh, you know late May. No, did we go into June? Late early June. I I don't have the front. I I, I think late May or early June. I think it was early June. And every time we pulled the camera card, uh, and then we'll, so while we're there, we'll talk about it. We had mm-hmm. a, a trail camera that was going off every two seconds. Okay, so so that way we could we could see, you know, when the deer entered the pen, what they were doing. I mean, we could see every twitch of the ear. So it was just firing pictures off. So, you know, for the last couple of months, I had been checking these cameras. And I was thumbing through thousands, 2,000 pictures, you know, every week, uh, kind of doing the, the analysis on, on that stuff. Pretty cool. I guess you saw a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, we did. Did you get any, uh, any birds flying by or anything like that? You know, we, we really didn't. <laughs> we, we, didn't get any, we didn't get any birds. We got turkeys. Turkey? Yeah. Uh, no hogs, which was amazing. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was, it was, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't see a lot of <coughs> extracurricular ga- uh, game out there. So no mountain um, lions yet. No, 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 no pasture kitties. No, <laughs> none of that. So awesome. Okay. So <clears throat> just to recap, you got double down in West feeds yep. and a, say, call it run of the mill everyday feeders. Absolutely. Yep. Out on a pasture that's never fed protein or at least right. not in, 20 years so it's probably oh, yeah. never yeah. yeah since we've owned it yeah exactly. uh yeah so, so you know a nice virgin territory if you will yep Big and time. uh okay so we got a camera set up that's going off pretty fairly often you got Absolutely. a lot of pictures all right so yep. take us through it yeah so the uh i i had no idea what to expect you know, and again, this kind of goes back to the whole, you hear all the guy of all the folks saying, you know, well, I didn't like my protein. There's something wrong with it. Or, you know, there could be a mountain lion or illegals in the area. I mean, all kinds of stuff, you know, NASA. And, uh, but, but it was absolutely amazing. I got, again, when I was checking this camera, you know, in the beginning, I wasn't getting 2000 pictures a day. Okay. Or 2000 pictures every, every two weeks, I was getting more, a couple hundred. And I was only getting a couple hundred because that's where there were no deer in the feed pen. Uh, there were absolute. We for almost three weeks, I believe it was three, three or four weeks, we had no deer visit the protein feeders. None, none. Now you ask, what was tri- what was tripping the camera? Oh, it was deer. It was deer. It was deer outside the pen. There were deer outside the pen that were just uh, that were just browsing naturally. They just were coming into the. Protein feeders. Uh, yeah, they they had they they wanted nothing to do with the protein feeder. It was it was absolutely crazy, and so of course that's where, you know, again we we all we've, we've been talking about it for years now. You know, supplemental feeding. You know, you don't want the protein to be their their only you know substance you got out there to eat. You know, it needs to be a supplement. Uh, but it was absolutely crazy. I mean, I had you know I had, uh, God, I mean. 800 pounds worth of feed, you know, in, in these feeders and those deer had, had no desire, nothing, didn't, didn't want to touch it or anything. So um, I said to myself, my gosh, I mean, this is fascinating. You know, I need to write this down because this is good information for people. I said, 
you know, but I, I want to start seeing some deer here. What can I do to, to get some deer in here? So we, as we mentioned, we have the, the, the corn feeder that again, had the legs knocked out of it. And there's just a big corn barrel on the ground, uh, but it's sealed up good and tight. So, you know, nothing could get in it. So I popped the top off that thing. I got a little bit of hand corn and just spread it just lightly outside of the feed pen. And then I put a little bit in there. Uh, and then sure enough, not too much later, here they come. And, and that's when, you know, in my opinion, kind of the, the test really started because you can see them in there eating the corn and then you can see them coming up to both protein feeders. I'm like, man, what is this stuff? Um, and, and that's when they, that's when they start to consume it. You know, what's interesting is, so you got a lot of pictures of deer coming, call it coming to the pen, let's right. say, but not either jumping in or coming right. close enough to the protein feeders to eat, Right. but they're still coming to the pen, even though the corn feeder wasn't running. Yeah. So yeah, they're used to going there. But you needed I mean, to kind of bait them in with the corn that they still kind of had, I don't know, latent memory of, I guess. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I, I think that they were naturally in that area because of the browse. I mean, it was yeah. a really, really good deer area. I mean, it's full of browse. Yeah. And, uh, and truthfully, I, I, I think that that corn does have a fragrance to it. It does have a scent. And that is what they were, that's what they were smelling. That's what they were like, man, hey, this is familiar. And that's what brought them in. Of course, while they were in there, I think they kind of took a nibble of the protein and here we go. It it just Mm -hmm. was crazy. So, you know, kind of lesson learned. I I, I truly believe if you're starting a a supplemental feed program where you're, you know, you think the deer in that area have not, have ever had deer protein. If you want to get your money's worth and get them going on it quickly, I think you should blend it. Mm-hmm. I think you should, you know, every, you know, maybe a two to one ratio, two bags of protein to one bag of corn, you know, and then eventually they'll, they'll stop. They'll stop. You know, I mean, they'll eat the corn. Of course you put it in there, but then you can go to straight protein. Right. That's yeah, That's a interesting little, little thought there. Absolutely. Little, yep. That's the first, uh, one of the first big lessons learned from this. Thing. Right. Yep. All right, so uh, talk about a little bit <laughs> about uh, some of the pics you got from the weather, the rain and stuff. Yes. There's a cool pic in the blog yeah. that shows, <laughs> I mean, it's not quite sideways rain, but it's yeah. definitely 45-degree angled rain. Oh, oh, so you know yeah. it's coming down. <laughs> yeah, big, big time, big time, yeah. And again, that, that you know, trying to, you know, this information is for, for folks that are looking to start a protein feeder program. You know, and again, we don't have one of these fancy, you know, protein feeders. You know, we've got some some more inexpensive ones. Maybe one is even homemade, you know. So, uh, you know, contending with the weather, especially March and April when it typically rains, uh, is it, something you've got to, is something you got to deal with. Uh, so yeah, no, we, we definitely had our fair share of weather and, and it did cause a little bit of cloggage and we had to, we had to take care of that. Um, you know, for sure. So while that, along those lines around, I guess, in the rain and everything, you had to right. unclog it, unclog it. But, uh, you say, say the first, a little over the first, uh, two weeks right after you threw the corn out and they started coming in, right. The visits visits to both Double Down and West were fairly close. The number of visits. Now, talk about what you did 
Now, when I say the number of visits were fairly close, I mean, I had to get that number from somewhere. So you did some, yes. some intense studying, if you will, of these we, pictures yeah. and tallying. Talk about that. <laughs> we, we, yeah, it, we, we really did. You know, first of all, we, we, we were not compensated by Double Down or by West Feeds to do this. You know, th- this was just purely something we're doing for, you know, for every Texan out there who's, who's wanting to start a, a protein feed or, you know, a protein program, you know. Uh, and so the, the best thing that I could think to do was, again, set that camera up for a delay of a couple of seconds. Uh, and so my goal was to sit there and I have my, my, my big chief tablet and my, uh, my number two pencils. And uh, I would sit there and document, okay, when, when a deer, you know, entered in the pen, what, what did it do? Did it go to the double down feeder? Did it go to the West feeder? Uh, and then it, it was kind of my duty to, to try my damnedest and not to double count. Um, you know, because I, I don't want to count a doe that, you know, ate at a, uh, ate at the double down feeder and then, you know, went out a picture, but then came back and ate at the double down feeder, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was, I was really conservative. You know, if I wasn't sure, I just didn't count. Um, and there were several instances where the deer would go to the West and then they go over to double down. You know, so I, I counted those because those that's that's fair. That that's that's fair. But that was kind of my methodology uh, in, in in trying to you know make the determination who you know who who kind of won this battle. Um, and again, it wasn't easy, you know, because we had a bunch of deer in there, you know, and um, and, and really the numbers kind of continued to pick up, and and I contribute a lot of that to you know, okay, we get through spring green up. You know, it starts to warm up. You know, in May, we didn't have a whole lot of rain. Forage starts to kind of dissipate. Not a whole lot. Not like the summer, right? But you dissipate a little bit nonetheless. And so I, I, I think that um, I think that had something to, you know, something to do with it. Mm-hmm. But so that that was kind of my, my goal. And I just put it on a big Excel spreadsheet. And that's how I tracked it. So you said the first 16 days post corning. So double down had 21 visits and West West feeds had 18. So, I mean, that's fairly close. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah, I mean, what you have to do to cut, to count that and try not to double count and everything. That's pretty impressive. That, you know. Yeah, it, 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 it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. And the other thing that I did was, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't, you know, I would start a new tab for each, you know, I called them camera pulls, you know, and I would use the sun, I'd use the, you know, the date that we pulled the the camera, you know, so if we pulled the camera on, you know, Saturday, April 25th, that's what I'd label the tab as. And so I, I really didn't have any idea who was winning, who was losing per se, uh, until I put everything together. So that was, that was kind of a fun little experiment, putting everything together. All right. Well, jump back real quick and talk about what happened when you unclogged, because I think that, yeah. you know, takes you to an interesting, another kind of inter- interesting observation just of deer behavior. And how oh, they- for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and, and this was something, something very interesting. And again, it just, again, the, this test just kind of brought out a lot of thoughts that I had that really hadn't thought about when it comes to you know, defeating deer and whatnot, but uh, we did have a, we did have a clog in the, uh, in the pro in the uh, West feeder. So that was the, uh, the boss bucket feeder. So, or the, uh, the, the, the uh, boss feeder. So I, I was doing my damnedest to obviously try to spill protein. 
uh, because again, I didn't want to skew the numbers for double down. That's, that's obviously not, not fair. Okay. But uh, so I, I actually had, I think I had a home Depot bucket with me. And so when I pulled that head down, thankfully the clog came right out and I was able to secure it back in, dump some of the feed in that, that I caught in the bucket, but at, at, you know, never perfect. I did lose a lot. I did lose some West feed uh, deer protein in the, you're right below the feeder. Uh, and it was absolutely fascinating uh, that they really for, for, for quite a while, it seemed like they were just eating, they were eating that protein brand exclusively from the ground. Uh, it was, it was just bizarre, you know? And, and I think, and I, it kind of dawned on me, I'm like, man, why are they doing that? You know, I figured that, you know, maybe some of the eye level and then it just dawned on me. It's, it's probably more natural for them. You know, they spent their whole entire lives bending over and, or yeah, I guess not bending over for them, but putting their head down to feed this way. So it's probably natural that they're, um, you know, that, that they, they want to eat this way, but that's what they did. They did not touch the tubes or anything until that protein was mopped up. Yeah, that's, that. I mean, that's, I think that's a good kind of thought about why they were doing that. That's interesting. Yep. Although, I mean, you can also say, you know, the tubes aren't that high. They're kind of like at the level of when they're walking, you know exactly. what I mean? But, but you're yeah. right. I guess when they're, you know, eating Forbes or whatever on the right. ground, just, they maybe kind of associate, right? you know, head on the ground with eating more. And again, well, it goes back to the point that, you know, they're not used to the protein totally. About right. There. You, know, you never know, you know, it's. Well, and, and I and I think that because of this, I, I think that that's why you see companies like uh, there's a, a Texas company in the Hill Country called Lamco. And, and Lamco, I, I believe Lamco was one of the first companies to really put out a, a big trough and they're, they're extremely popular. Uh, and so that, you know, it's on the timer and it just, you know, just spits out protein at, at X amount of time. And of course the deer, the deer hammer it. And I, I think it's real natural for them just to feed like that. So um, that'd be interesting to see if there's any real science to that. Okay. Okay. Well, you also counted, uh, you know, the number of times they hit what was on the ground, right? Yeah. So let's see. You say it was very, I mean, I was very close as well. I mean, you said double down 76 times with West Feeder 86 times. Right. Or West Feed, excuse me, 86 times. So West West Feeds is a little more this time, but I mean, right. 76 to 86, that's pretty dang close. It wasn't a huge kind of win either way. Right. And that was protein on the ground. Is that right? Well, no, let's see. Hold on. I'm trying to, uh, okay, we don't. Uh, good question. Did I misread that here? <laughs> Let's see. No, I that because that sounds like that sounds like one of the last weeks. Okay, sorry about that. Yes, you're talking about how uh, the deer and raccoons. I guess the raccoon. You got a lot of raccoon pictures on on the ground. <laughs> We, we, we did, we, we got, we, we, we did get quite a few of them. Now I was surprised uh, about how many, I, I, I thought we'd see a hell of a lot more to be honest with you. Uh, but they, first of all, kind of like the deer, they didn't come in at first. And then second of all, they really seemed to prefer the, the double down. Uh, okay, which yeah. I, what we're, we're saying was, yeah, 
when there was, even when there was some on the ground, you were counting the numbers that were eating out of the feeders. Still, Correct. Right. Until the ground was clean, basically. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. I, sorry, but I'm, I'm slow tonight. No, it's okay. It's okay. Very <laughs> scientific. It's Steve. I'm like, I'm the Steve Hawking of your, right. your science. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's a lesson learned there here too, you know, when you're talking about or asking the question, maybe rhetorical, uh, you know, to, does it make sense to purchase kind of a low trough style feeder? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's that Lamco. Yeah. Or, yeah. I, mean, I, I think, and I think there are others, but the, I know the Lamco feeder is one that, you know, you can just, I mean, you can just climb right into it. You know, that being said, I think you do have a high, pred, you know, a high, um, you know, coon predation, but again, that's when you can use those coon cuffs and try to trap them out there. You know, mm-hmm. weather would be a problem too. If it pours rain, then you're in you're in deep doo doo. Um, but just the chance you take, I guess. Mm-hmm. So talk about the uh, Dover's buck thing because you, yep. you you noticed a little difference there. I did, I did, and and I think this was kind of the biggest. This was kind of the biggest difference uh, between the the two brands of, of protein. It just was just bizarre. Is that is that what you're alluding to? Yeah. So you're okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So wh- when it came to the does, uh, you know, the does seem to, uh, you know, and whether they're older or or younger, God, they had some. They had some pretty. They had a really good, which is what you want to see. They had a really good mixed bag of ages. Um, you know, during uh, visiting these, these two feeders. Uh, but the does never really seemed to prefer one brand to the other that I could tell. Um, you know, and again, I, I would see them kind of bounce, you know, back and forth sometimes. Uh, the bucks, on the other hand, what was a, a little bit different, um, especially, especially the one real mature buck and when I say real mature, I'm thinking three and a half, four and a half year old. He was exclusively double down. Uh, and he was exclusively double down to the point until double down uh, ran out. Uh, we did have a, a double down did have, and I, I think I put the picture in there. It's absolutely crazy. It's like it just started to pour out. I mean, thankfully, it was at the end of the test, but it just all of a sudden started to dump out and I got a a mid dump shot of it, but uh, you can watch the progression of this older buck. He came in the same way every single night, sometimes twice a night. Um, and he was distinctly bigger uh, and followed the, the same pattern and he would eat, he would eat, go right to the double down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I know the, the double down fans are really enjoying that, but it, it's true. He just, <laughs> he really sure. liked it. Um, and, and then, and then once the double down ran out and the uh, way, of course there was a pile below it. And once that got nice and uh, nice and nasty, he did end up going over to the West feeds, but he, but he did prefer double down without a doubt. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, it is. It really is. I guess either that says, well, I wouldn't say that that necessarily means, you know, bucks like double down more than West feeds. Right. But I think that what's interesting is, Maybe it shows that certain that individual deer have tastes, you know, maybe like we do in a sense, you know, for sure. Because uh, you saw, but you saw other bucks at the West Feed. We did. Feed. Oh yeah. So it wasn't necessarily. Absolutely. It was just 
that one guy. So that's just like, that one particular. You know, the the he has one. a unique taste. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. yeah. The the one the one big buck, quote unquote, uh, that, that I had there. He he preferred double down. Uh, would with, you with say? Would you say overall though, uh, the bucks preferred in general? Not maybe not. It, it didn't sound like it was a huge overwhelming you know, win, if you will, right. for double down over West right. for bucks. Right. Is that right? But I mean, would you yes. say, would you say it was, what was the ratio? Do you think? Oh, I, Stuff you know, top I, of your head. Uh, that, that's a, that's a really good question. Cause it's uh, in the article, you, you know, tend to the, lean towards the, the double down winning on the buck side, but I was just curious, kind of like, yes. No, I, I, I do. And, and something that I, I just kind of thought about and I didn't really, I don't think I put it in there is, you know, you know, birds of feather flock together. And, and, and I, I say that because, you know, these deer, when they are, um, you know, the bucks will travel together. You know, that, that, that's what they do. And, um, you know, so I, I think it stands to reason they jump into the feed pen together, uh, w- which they did. You know, this guy was accompanied by several smaller bucks. Uh, you know, and, and they, they, the ports were open, so they went and ate together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, he was the alpha book and they followed. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> no, there's no doubt. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So, so that, in my opinion, that was really kind of the, one of the, the biggest like lessons learned, you know, for me, not lessons learned, but, but things to point out is, is that this guy, uh, really seemed to dig the, <laughs> really seemed to dig the, um, the, the double down, you know, and with that being said, I, I think when we do this again, I'd like to try to do it in just January, you know, maybe um, we'll go to a different pasture that we know maybe has got a little bit more, a little more bucks to it. And we'll see if that if we can replicate it, you know, or do they go back to West? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, it, it, w- a great picture here. You you uh, mentioned it was the uh, the Phantom Protein Bandit dumping some of the the protein out. That's isn't that crazy? That's uh, pretty cool picture. It's on, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if there was a wind or something, <laughs> but yeah, you just you can see it. You know, it's a it mid dump. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's funny. Didn't you say though the last nine days of officially of the test? I guess. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming you ended probably the the official portion of the test when double down ran out. Correct. So, yes. the, so, the, so really the last nine days when there still was double down left. Right. Is that you're saying? Okay. That for whatever reason, then West feeds soundly, soundly beat double. Oh down yes. Those last oh, yeah. nine days. So that, oh, yeah. I wonder why that is, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, that, that was, that was, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and I think it kind of shows that, okay, you know, you've got, um, you know, if you've got, uh, you know, if you've, you've got the protein feed there, especially with the does, they just didn't really seem to care, you know? So when that ran out, they went to, you know, what, what they had available. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, it was a 48 day test, right? Isn't that crazy? And both had visits over a hundred more or less. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, your count showed that the deer tended to visit and probably those last nine days really helped the the stats but right uh west feeds yep. so you say about 130 uh visits 
you know, more or less with up to double downs, about a hundred more or less. Right. So you got West feed helping the deer, all the deer in general. Right. Or, then you got double down, which the deer still loved. Right. However, it tended to be skewed towards the, the bucks a little bit more yep. in the, in the yep. test. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, that, that this, this is obviously the, the first, the first phase in this, you know, and we'll, we'll take these results and we'll see if, we'll see if we can emulate them somewhere else. You know, I, I think another really good test is, uh, you know, we'll go on to a pasture where we are serving, uh, you know, first serving, I always use that, but <laughs> I, I know of a couple of pastures that, that we've got where we're, we're, we're feeding antler max on, on, uh, uh, on on some places so you know maybe we go there and we we try it okay what, what are we doing here antler max versus you know double down and uh, and west feeds you know if you've got some folks out there that hey they want to try to grow some bigger deer or they you know they they want to change it up you know or who's gonna you know what what are they gonna prefer so um yeah no it, it was a lot of fun and i i think i think the data is 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 really good and i think the I think I wrote the, the article there pretty well. And of course, if there's any questions you have, you know, feel free to answer again, you know, we were not compensated by either brand. So this was, you know, again, just me purely trying to, um, you know, trying to do this as fairly as humanly possible. And, uh, you know, again, hopefully it benefits my, uh, my fellow Texans that are out there looking at, you know, maybe starting a, 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 a protein program, you know, with, with that being said also, you know, the one thing that you cannot ever underestimate is, is, you know, really when it comes to growing bigger antlers, you know, obviously that supplemental feed is, 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 is important. It's a key element of it, but it's also the, it's also the range conditions and more importantly, genetics, you know? Um, so, you know, there's a reason why those deer in South Texas are so big, you know, they got great genetics. They've got a pretty decent forage as well for the most part. Um, uh, idea so we, yeah go ahead sorry no so you know and of course uh so we, we we've got that going as well so um you know we'll the we'll, we'll do another test we'll see how it turns out all right any idea of the price for double down versus west feed and are they yes. usually different or yes 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 absolutely they are uh, I, I know that the, the double down carries a, a more of a premium price. I believe it's anywhere from $14 to $15 a bag. Hmm. Um, I know that West feeds, I believe is nine to $10 a bag. And I believe that Purina antler max, depending on where you go, is like 11 bucks a bag. So, you know, West feeds has got the, is a little bit less expensive than, than the other ones. Um, ingredient wise that's that's something we really didn't jump into this time but i'd like to do it next time uh i i believe that the double down has got uh they've got traces of peanut and cotton seed in there which you know if that's the case i mean that that's it that's extreme sources of protein right there um and god knows we know the deer love um you know they 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 love the the protein or the, excuse me the cotton seed so uh, maybe that's something we'll jump into kind of more of a, uh, you know, an ingredient analysis. Yeah. So you're, you're talking West, West feeds is, I mean, it sounds we're about 30% less expensive. Mm -hmm. It, however, in our, in the test here, right. Overall, they went, had more visits to the West feed 
They did. But Double Down had a little more buck. Correct. There. So, Correct. So oh, yeah. Together, it's kind of like makes it all kind of even in a way. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it, 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 <laughs> yeah. it really does. It really does. Uh, so, yeah. So, again, this is just one little I, – I to use our uh, ISQS instructor at Texas Tech. This is just one data set. Uh, we have to have more quantifying data sets to really set up a good thorough analysis. Correlation or uh, is not causation. Uh, dude, I still have permanent neck injuries from that <laughs> class because I was doing the woodpeckers. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. my God, this is this is horrible. Yeah, what's the R squared here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> absolutely terrible. Man. Hey, at least though we figured out how to <laughs> – <laughs> how to manipulate the URL of the browser Absolutely. The answers <laughs> junior hackers. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. That, that, that was totally pre like yeah. website security and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just, oh, yeah, t- no. <laughs> that's when it was still okay. It was still fun. Uh, oh, you guys, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that I did that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. To get the answers. Everybody did. Yeah. Why is everyone getting a hundred? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody really loves statistics, but yet nobody's taking it for their masters. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Oh, geez, that's funny stuff. But yeah, no, it was well, Doctor Bremer. Yeah, Doctor Bremer, absolutely. <laughs> it, it was. It was a. It was a really cool test. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I, you know, again, like I say, I wanna, I wanna do it again. Um, I've actually got another little protein. Yeah, that prep. I don't know if I told you. Remember that three hundred pound all seasons protein figure that just disappeared, and just I was like, "Where is it? I can't find it." And Dad's like, "I, I don't know where it is, son." I and like, "God, did we throw it away? Did 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 the brontosaurus <laughs> run it over?" It, well, I, I found it. Where was it? Oh, yeah, I was in a barn on one of the pastures where it's not supposed to be. I found <laughs> a treasure trove oh. of uh, failed projects and things of that nature. I'm like, oh, that's where that it was like a graveyard of my dreams, literally. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I found that feeder. I yeah. found that feeder. So for the next uh, the next test, I'm going to use an all seasons 300 pound pro- protein feeder, and then that uh, that boss buck feeder again, boss bucket feeder again, boss, boss feeder. Is that what it is? Boss feeder, boss bucket, any one of them. What boss feeder? What? Well, yeah. two different uh, brands, aren't they? Yeah, I uh, guess they are. Maybe. I'm trying to... <laughs> That's funny. Yep, well, a lot of fun. We should know this. I know. No kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, if you guys got, if y'all have any questions or anything, just shoot us an email or, or do the whole social media thing. Again, happy to answer anything um, and, uh, and kind of give you my thoughts. But, but those are them. That's them. That's the, that's the big test. A lot of fun. All right. Awesome. Well, you know, if anyone out there is listening and you want us to test your product, please let us know. You know, yes. shoot us an email at howdy at feedbandit.com. And we'd love to have the opportunity to give it an honest go. You know, yep. like uh, Richard said, you know, we were not compensated for for this test and we wanted it that way. So we'd be, you know, 100% kind of neutral here, right? An objective oh, test yeah. as much as possible, as much as animally instead of humanly possible. Right. No, you know, we, uh, you know, so we showed you what we got and uh, check it out. Uh, we'll include the link to the, to the blog in our uh, show notes to the podcast. But, you know, as always, you guys could just go to feedbandit.com, click the link up there for blog. It'll be right there where you can see it. And you can also go back and check out last year's 
uh, blog. And uh, excuse me, I was trying to hold back a burp while I was saying that. Oh. <laughs> uh, had uh, had some steak, some sausage tonight. So it's, good for you. You know, <laughs> but you. Uh, yeah, well, you can go back and read the read last year's, and then come back and see how we tried did a little differently this year. Yep. And uh, I'm sure these tests will evolve. Oh yeah. You know, to where maybe you know eventually it'll be. We'll have like a control group and what all this other stuff if possible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. use Bremer statistics. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> we'll have him come do it. Well, the, the double down protein fear. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of, I, I, you know, the one thing people are going to ask, um, and we, we didn't really address this is, you know, okay, well, which one's better for their antlers? You know, which, which one can I feed that's going to grow bigger antlers? And, of course, we, we, we can't answer that because we have no idea. Um, you know, growing, again, like we were talking about, growing bigger antlers depends on, you know, the, the range conditions, genetics, you know, water availability, all that kind of fun stuff, you know. Yeah. So what would be a really, really, really fun experiment, um, and it would be a long-term experiment, is, you know, if we could get one of those brands – uh, and, and put it on the pasture and just document, you know, document the progress we make with that particular brand, you know, for the you know next couple of years and, and, and see, okay, you know, maybe we can identify a, a two and a half year old eight point that's, you know, got, that, that's got a little basket rack and, you know, and, you know again, you know, we maybe we'd be able to say def- definitively if this protein brand would really helped it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, something to think about. Yeah, or or if you can't, even if you can't say it necessarily helped, you could say, okay, this is what happened to these deer. Yeah, here eating this exclusively, and right. then right next door in this other pasture oh, yeah, that's, that's divided by a high fence. You know, you can yep. say, you know yep. they were not, they did not have this particular brand. Interesting. You know, so we that could kind of be your control group. So you monitor both yeah. sides. You right. know, and then you compare couple of years from now you know what are the bucks looking like yeah no totally. in in general you know on average right. within those two pastures right so then yeah. from that you from there you can infer the <laughs> success the success of the or the failure of right. you know. r squared equals pineapple <laughs> you are yeah yeah exactly exactly well, all right well yeah well we'll uh, we'll look into that it's july so we got some time but you know i actually i i probably want to Get, get moving on that sooner than later. Right. So contact us and we'll arrange that. Uh, we'll yes. Sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. And oh, and speaking of, we are in the midst of doing another test right now for a mineral company. Um, so we'll be, I uh, don't want to release the name now, but uh, we've got some cameras and some, some tests going right now too. So uh, hopefully we'll be releasing some of that info here in the next couple of weeks as well. Awesome. So you, you, you're going to wrap that up in the, I guess, end of July. Huh? Yeah. I mean, well, maybe even this weekend, let's see what kind of, let's see, let's see if it's left anything left yeah. basically. Yeah. 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 Now oh, that yes. we've had Noah's art came back and we had, we had two inches of rain that it ran through bandito. And I mean, God, it's just, it's, it's like, it's like the Congo out there. It's nuts. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Of course, yeah, you talk about dove season and it's, mm-hmm. it's really wet and all the tanks are full. That means the dove are spread out. <laughs> and that makes me go something, something angry. We'll see. Well, still got time. 
I know. God. Let's say it stopped raining this this weekend and literally yeah. didn't didn't rain till September. Yeah. I think you'd probably be in good shape. Oh, we we'd be in good shape. But if we <laughs> don't, I'll just tell God to bring his hair dryer down here and zap up all the tanks within three miles of ours and We'll see. We'll see if he he do me a favor like that. We'll see. Well, well, he is through through global warming. Yeah, well, that's very true. And God, never mind. <laughs> totally forgot. Yeah. Don't you forget? Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. How can we forget? All right. Well, that was fun. Do you got anything else you wanted to impart to the loyal listeners? That's all I got. Support our friends, support our Texas feed stores. Lord knows they need us now. You know, the summers are kind of if I had to guess, kind of a drought, you know, but hey, we need to we need to get out there, get those feeders rocking and rolling, uh, especially those protein feeders. Definitely not too late. You know, I know that they're growing antlers, but, um, you know, they still got they still got inches to go and if they got fur on them. They're growing. And, uh, you know, those does are still, you know, they got fawns now and most places they have fawns. So, you know, that protein is good for them. It helps lactation, all that kind of stuff. So. Keep them full. Support our small town feed stores for sure. Perfect. Y'all heard them. Y'all heard old Corn Bandit there. Uh-huh. You got your marching orders. Yes. All righty. Well, y'all stay tuned for another episode of the Feed Bandit podcast. Thank you. Thank you as always for listening into this one. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit podcast. If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one, and remember, support your local feed store.